been more of scientific discovery, more of technical advancement and material progress in your lifetime and mine than in all the ages of history. Hi there, this is Matt Alder. Welcome to episode 485 of the Recruiting Future podcast. The death of the resume has long been predicted. It's widely acknowledged that they're ineffective and prone to promoting bias, but alternative approaches have yet to achieve universal adoption. However, with many employers moving towards skills and competency-based hiring, and technology continuing to drive rapid change in recruiting, are the days of the resume finally numbered? My guest this week is Maya Huber, co-founder and CEO of the competencies-based sourcing platform Tatio. Maya has a PhD in job analysis and some fascinating insights into practical ways of moving on from the resume and making hiring more efficient, inclusive and effective. Hi, Maya, and welcome to the podcast. Hi, I'm excited to be here. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. And it is a pleasure to have you on the show. Please, could you introduce yourself and tell us what you do? Sure. So my name is Maya Uber. I'm the CEO and co-founder of Tatio. Tatio is a sourcing technology. We connect companies and job seekers based on competencies alone. And tell us a little bit about your background. How did you get to do what you do now? So this is a great story. Actually, we are two women co-founders. Uh, my colleague name is Moore, and we come from HR. So we spent 15 years on practice and also re- research. I hold a PhD in that space, my expertise is uh, the future of work and job analysis. So we spent 15 years providing service to um, companies and to job seekers, some career consulting and outsourcing placement companies. Actually, we've got really frustrated by uh, the fact that after so many years, still the only way for a person to apply to a job is resumes or application form. And of course, on the other side, for companies to evaluate candidates only based on words. Yeah, I mean, that that I find particularly frustrating when we've got all this sort of technology and new thinking and innovation. Why is that so ineffective? Talk us through your, 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 your take around it. Sure. So first of all, I guess everybody knows that it's not effective by the fact that people won't present themselves with words. Uh, you cannot really rely or... 100% rely on the stories because stories not necessarily mean something. And I think I'm a good example, but, and you know, there are other people like me that, I, as I said, I have 15 years of experience in, in, uh, in working with companies. I was a manager, I was a PhD. But when I tried to get into the ITIC industry, no one considered my resumes to be qualified. And no one understood why I'm, I am considering to be or applying to be head of product or a product manager. So what my resume could not tell is the fact that through the years, I, was create, I created and developed a lot of solutions, a lot of product uh, in my space. So um, the fact that people tell their stories, words, when you, you look at their credential, credentials, the the logos of you know what they done, it's basically it's bias. 
So um, that's the reason it's not effective. I think what was more uh, interesting for me to discover, it's not just about the effect, the ineffectiveness of resumes and the fact that that companies commonly go through hundreds of hundreds of applications and resume to interview four people and to hire one. This is Glassdoor uh, data, by the way. But commonly, those four people they interview, not necessarily are the people that will stay. So there's turnover, etc. But it's not only that. Um, resumes miss a lot of people that are relevant for the, for the work and do not apply. And it's people like me who will never apply, you know, based on the resume because I knew that no one will hire me. But also people that do not know what the work, the job require necessarily know so they do not know how to adjust the resume in order for them to to prove their skills so how can we improve i suppose both effectiveness and fairness what's the alternative because resumes have obviously been with us for a really long time people have been talking about them being ineffective for for, for as long as i can remember what's the alternative to this so for me, I think it's about time that we will we will be able to identify the right employees and for the employees to make a better decision-making about where to apply based on competencies. There's a, there's a huge discussion uh, the past decade, I guess, about skill-based hiring. I think competencies is taking it to the next uh, level because when you ask people about their skills, it's still... Uh, first of all, it's, most of those tools are questionnaire, but you ask people to tell you about their skills. You do not test their skills. Competencies is testing people with the, uh, testing uh, a performance within it, its context. So for me, competencies-based hiring, where candidates can, and again, at the first step of hiring, n- not, uh, of course, also during the hiring process, but for the first step, first application form should be based on competencies to make to, to create an opportunity for people to first put their skills up front and then to be judged by their stories. So we need to, to do a reverse engineering on the process. And by doing that, it's, you're, you're right. It's about creating a more objective and transparent and equal opportunity uh, for people to apply, but also the burden of recruiters to interview so many people to sort so many candidates will be reduced because they will interview only relevant candidates. So how does that work in practice? Because I think that it'll probably be quite hard to find anyone who who disagrees with that. How does it work in practice? How can employers actually recruit like this? So what we are trying to do is to uh, have job seekers or candidates have them engage into job experiences, uh, literally a smart simulation tests that simulate the core task of the job and analyze the candidate performance prior to their application. Our, what the technology enables us to do is to simulate any job and to keep it general, but yet predictable. Um, so uh, a company do not require to adjust the simulation to uh, their needs. They, what The only thing they need to do is to review our candidates that went through the simulation already. 
So what I was excited about is the fact that, you know, there's a lot of database around uh, around the world, Europe and US and uh, Asia about the required competencies or the required main core tasks for each job out there. There are researchers that have done that, it comes from the government. So what we're doing is taking this data that for now just sit there and use this data with our technology to, to, um, to use this unique database as an, as an opportunity to evaluate candidates as well. Tell us a bit more about the job simulation part of that. How does that work? Could you give us an example? Uh, sure. So our simulation are really straight. First of all, we say before our simulation that we are we operate mainly in evergreen volume hiring position. Now this is our our go to market for the upcoming uh, two years. The reason we are doing that is because there's a bigger pain on those interested uh, industry industries sorry uh, to find qualified candidates because of the uh, the shortage in the workforce so i will give you an example first of all as I, as i tried to say before we are we try to keep it as straightforward as possible and we test the job the the main task of a job within its context so let's say let's take sales okay as a junior sales representative on Tatio simulation, we'll enter a database of qualified leads, like a sales rep. Uh, it will need to qualify those leads. And then you, ha- you will have a um, uh, sales pitch and you will need to close three deals within 20 minutes while talking to prospective clients. If you are a picker in a warehouse, uh, the simulation is five minutes, seven minutes on your mobile. And what the candidates require to do you have a warehouse uh, environment and you need to collect items, write them into program, to, uh, to boxes and to so- solve problems that occur. We analyze the candidate's performance online. So there's a 150 data points we collect from everything he was doing on the platform. We push on the bottom, the speed, the accuracy, what he was saying the tone he was using, every data that we can collect. And we also make sure that the candidate is alone. No one helps him. And we provide, first of all, with the candidates, we provide them with a report that describe their competencies and share some data about strengths and weaknesses about their performance. They can do it again. They can practice. But this is, first of all, data that they can use smartly to have a better understanding rather they're qualified for a job or not. If they do, if they cross the bar with a specific uh, grade and they are they find to be a good match to a company general requirements in terms of location, salary, working hours, etc., cetera, uh, it will consider to be a qualified candidate for a specific company and on the company CRM, it will appear as new candidate they can interview. A quick message from our sponsor, Winolo. Hi, everyone. I want to tell you about Winolo. That's W-O-N-O-L-O. Winolo stands for Work Now Locally. Winolo enables businesses to find quality workers for on-demand, seasonal, short-term and long-term work. Ditch the bulky paperwork and interview process and use Winolo to find quality workers fast and get work done even faster. With flexible workers and no platform fees, you can save on operating costs, 
meet demand and maximise earnings with ease. Winolo is available in over 100 markets, including Chicago, Dallas, Atlanta, New York and Seattle. Get workers who are ready to work and spend less time finding them with Winolo. Go to www.winolo.com slash pod. That's www.wonolo.com slash pod and take the stress out of finding workers. What the outcome from employers in terms of, you know, employers who hire based on competency-based assessment, what kind of outcomes can they expect? So the immediate response we get is that our candidates are more engaged. Uh, the fact that they went through um, a process uh, simulation before applying, that means that those people are more committed and more engaged into work. So, you know, it's it's more, um, it requires more than just clicking on your resume or uh, filling your uh, data uh, on an application form. So they are more engaged. We see faster time to hire at least 50%. Commonly, what we see, they reduce the amount of steps that requires in order for them to hire. So from, we have a company that from six steps from application to hire, they, they, um, they came up with just two. So imagine the effort, the time. And what I love about it is, uh, recruiters sharing that they have more time interviewing people and not, uh, but interviewing relevant people, uh, not people who are not relevant. So there are deep, there are deep interviews. And that's the reason the hiring stay and keep for a longer period of time. So we have a 20% better retention rate as well. Um, and there's another factor we hear that we, uh, companies say that they, are, they see a more diverse workforce coming from us. So there's a big disruption there in terms of how recruiting's worked in the past. Um, you know, many employers, many hiring managers still very, very used to or expecting to use uh, resumes to hire. What kind of mindset shift do employers need to go to to adopt this way of working? Oh, wow. First of all, you, you're absolutely right. This is what we meet. So from one hand, we hear recruiters and talent recruiters and managers, uh, you know, that they had enough, that there is a, uh, there is a need for a different paradigm, a different, a different tool and a different solution. But also, as you said, they know sometimes it's the devil you know that you prefer working with him. So in terms of mind ch- the mind shift, I can tell you, first of all, practically, Companies need to to understand that our candidate the candidates are more qualified, so they could not treat them like candidates that come from a job board. They need to engage with them fast faster. They need to to provide a more engaging um, hiring process for them. Our candidates are look at it as a private and technology staffing company where they the candidate went through a lot and they know more about the job once applying. So the the relationships change a bit. Uh, so this is one, so working more effectively. And second is to put competencies up front and not ask people about their credential. It's a tough thing. So we see companies that yeah, they start with competencies, but then they ask for resume. <laughs> 
we have also processes of, of recruiters are totally under, that totally understand the process of competencies, but then the hiring managers ask for resumes. But, you know, for me, as every change that was out there in, the, in the, our last decades that technology brought, what we constantly hear is a great, there is a need because there is a big pain right now after COVID. And the market for, for the market uh, was, is cho- it changed so much that from that motivation, companies understand that they need to uh, engage in a different um, state of mind. As a final question, you, you mentioned there the post-COVID change and the disruption in the marketplace. You also said right at the beginning of the conversation that you, you'd done a PhD in job analysis and the future of work. So tell us about the future of work. What should companies expect and how, how should they be preparing? First of all, things that I learned uh, during my PhD uh, that you know my, my professor mentioned about in the articles talked about 10 years from now, are happening today after COVID. So COVID actually just made rapid changes from the job seeker aspect and how they approach work and from the company side. I think we there's a couple of uh, things that are constantly, uh, we see them already. First, that it's a job seeker world. It's a candidate world. So companies are struggling for their for candidates' attention, and I think companies are, and you know the decade uh, now will need to be more aware of how to engage candidates in the process and how to make sure that the engaging process starts from from uh, application not only when a person is already on board the company. So this is one. The, se- the second thing we see is that our candidates are more aware about, from one hand, they're more aware about the workforce and the opportunities. So they change. Uh, there's more openness to change uh, careers, to change jobs. But at the same time, they also aware of what's happening in the market and um, the paradigm shift. So, if you know, if the in the past, um, com- candidates or employees r- were in this, uh, you know, their zone, not really know what happened in the market, having their own thoughts and um, and have their perspective of they will stay forever in a job and nothing will be changed. Now, uh, the change is the the more stable thing about the workforce. Things will be changed all the time. And one last thing about, again, uh, we see more and more companies uh, talking about competencies-based hiring rather than skills. This is also a new a new shift. And um, I, I, you, I guess, and I heard you talk about it a lot, uh, well-being, hybrid work, those uh, subjects are still on and will be here for, the, for, for a couple of years more. Maya, thank you very much for talking to me. Thank you so much. It was great. I appreciate you having me. My thanks to Maya. You can subscribe to this podcast in Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, or via your podcasting app of choice. Please also follow the show on Instagram. You can find us by searching for Recruiting Future. You can search all the past episodes at recruitingfuture.com. On that site, you can also subscribe to our monthly newsletter, Recruiting Future Feast, and get the inside track about everything that's coming up on the show. Thanks very much for listening. I'll be back next time, and I hope 
You'll join me. This is my show. Thank、you